dog would not stop walking around. Jeez. You were like, I'm done. (laughs) At one point, you just were like, like you, you just shot daggers to that poor sweet old lady. She doesn't even know. I'm your host, Angela Morales, and this is my co-host of the year, Mario Salazar. Oh, dang. Almost at the end of the year and already one of the co-hosts of the year. Nice. Yep. I'm honored. Yep. It's like when, like when they choose a play of the game and it's like, you know, you're watching football or baseball or something like that. And it's like the seventh inning and you're like, there's there's still time left. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff can change. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to thank all the people that have not hosted this show to allow me to be the. <laughs> allow you to be the co-host of the year. Yeah. yeah like, so I mean, you beat me out. You beat all those other people. Yeah. Look and at I think, you. I think the only reason I beat Eva is that I've been here more episodes than she has. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> she's already she's already won the girlfriend of the year award so she can't she's like disqualified no, no double dipping you can't no yeah. <laughs> uh, all, all right, right well everybody. we've we've got some stuff to go over yeah we have a lot to say as you can hear i was at the game on monday night for a monday night football in the worst possible way um no i am not sick this is just a result So on the last episode of Angel City Football Club, we took on the Orlando Pride at BMO. And we lost. And I'm mad about it for a variety of reasons, but probably not the reasons you think. (laughs) (laughs) I can give my one of my reasons up top was, as you heard my disappointment, the last pod, CBS Sports. Honest to God. Jesus. And then for our upcoming match that we're going to talk about tonight, it's CBS Sports again. And that's stupid. We need to make women's sports accessible. Otherwise, what's the point anyway? And um, just to let everybody know, there might be some tippy tapping everywhere. That's my (laughs) dog who won't lay down and I'm recording inside. (laughs) He's got an old lady dog who just tippy taps around. She's real cute, though. Yeah. She doesn't know where she's going, but she's just going. (laughs) But so this game was a little bonkers as it was. Didi is out with a nagging little back injury. So Angie Anderson took her place between the posts and honestly had a fantastic game. The goal she let in was a banger, honestly. It was a like it was just a wild wild little mix by the goal yeah after after finishing all the after finishing all the like home duties and finally getting to the tv and realizing cbs sports was not a channel that i had and tried a million different ways to try to see it guess what i ended up doing on my tv at home was actually listening to iHeartRadio, radio <laughs> <laughs> the iHeartRadio radio app on my apple tv so i had it on the big screen i just had a giant 
Angel City yep. logo. But I got he to listen. He sent me a picture in the I, middle of the game, and it was like I'm listening to the radio on my TV. I could like hear the annoy, like the annoyance of just like, Ugh, just just give it to me. Yeah. And and as as you know, now that I had the freedom of not staring at the TV, I definitely started scrolling through social media to try to catch up. And I saw that goal, and yeah, that was a banger. That was yeah. Just... And the the thing is, is that. There had been a shot right before that Angie went to go block. And I think it, when she fell at, like on the ground, I think it kind of knocked the wind out of her because she was like a millisecond too slow to get up to then get to the other side of the post. And bleh. yeah, it just it is what it is. <laughs> it is. What we it is, had yes. 50, 11 chances to convert. <laughs> And we didn't. And that's the frustrating part. And it's kind of the story of an Angel City, like Angel City fan's life. But at the same time, it's coming and it's coming together. Like, we have not shown this much attack consistently, like for 90 minutes than we did on Monday. The team still very, very much believes in the mission and the goal and the plan. Like, I, I was on Reddit and somebody's like, I don't know, like this and this. And I'm like, they're still breaking habits of the previous coaching situation. But for Becky and the rest of the coaches to get them all to buy into a whole new system and really like just believe in the fact that every single one of those players can come in and change the, the outcome of the game, change the vibe of the game, whatever is needed that is really, really difficult to do from an athlete standpoint when you're already feeling down and out to a coaching standpoint where you're trying to like breathe life into a group of people. And it's really, really impressive. In the post-game presser, Paige Nielsen and Danny Weatherholt were talking to the media and they both just gushed about the respect they have for Becky, how hard she's working, how much all of them love playing for her. And Paige said, she's like, yeah, right before we came out here, I gave her a hug and told her how blessed I was and how excited I am to be on her team and to play for the same mission. And I was like, oh, this has been a long time coming. And give this woman a freaking contract already. <laughs> like, yes, we dropped the game, but like, I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Streaks, streaks are made to be broken. And... This just means that we kind of shake it off and start again. But that's that's on that. It was the first start for Amandine Henri Nandy, as she's lovingly called in only America. Um, that's her American <laughs> really? name. That she said it out loud. She's like, nobody calls me that. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder then where did it come from? Or is it more like a... America. <laughs> well, is it more like her American teammates like call her? Oh, Probably. That's kind of like a weird... I guess <laughs> mm-hmm. not that weird of a... Of a shortening of Amanda. For Amandine. Oh, like, Amandine. It's basically Sorry, like Amanda. Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. And really quick, I am kicking myself for not mentioning this in the retirement retrospective, the pre the the preview of the Orlando match. I left this out, this like key thing about Marta, and I'm so mad. But for those who don't know who aren't like the diehard soccer fans, she played here for almost three years in the WPS, which is the Women's Professional Soccer League, in the like 2009-2010 time frame. Um, and she 
had a three-year contract for in Los Angeles. So she has ties to our city as well. And it was really cool to see her be announced in the stadium and the cheers erupt. Like, like we said before, like March is just special and she's important. And yeah, like I, it was really, really cool when she got subbed off in the second half. Like she's an all time great, like we said, and she was treated as such coming off the pitch. And it was really, really good to see. And it's like, yay, our fan base did the right thing. Kind of the same for Pino, you know, like that kind of level of respect and and honor that yeah. a player like that should get from a fan base. So, I mean, I, I wasn't there and shout out to Anthony <laughs> who won the tickets. Yeah, congratulations. And uh, went to the game. So, you know, they had a good time. But yeah, you know, what the, the NWSL fans in general have always been very kind of respectful. I've seen yeah. in my experience yeah. so far, less testosterone heavy yelling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about this last game though. We were really, really mad. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It it got to that point. I heard I heard you could hear the booze and the oh. refuse suck chant on oh, yeah, yeah. iHeart. Yeah, you can hear it on iHeart. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> we um, were joking after the game that nobody from Pro Refs is going to want to come to BMO. And it's like, okay, well then be better. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. better, do better. <laughs> I, I think there's a whole group of pro refs that don't want to be at BMO either way oh, for either right, side. For LAFC or Angel City. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With that said, I really, really have thought, uh, like, I got so upset last night that I, like, subtweeted the NWSL. Like, <laughs> I got so mad because it's like, the league as a whole makes no sense right now. You have officiating who is doing a really terrible job across the board. And I'm not just saying this as an Angel City fan. I'm saying this as a women's soccer fan. Because if you're going to find, as a league, if you're going to find players for being pissed that they either got hurt and didn't get the foul, they almost got hurt and didn't get the foul, or a game's outcome was changed by a blatantly bad call. Like, yes, referees are going to miss plays. They're going to miss calls. But, like, it shouldn't be egregious. And it shouldn't... Like, in a 200 level of a stadium, I shouldn't... And sitting across the field from where play is taking place, I shouldn't be able to see a handball and then, like, not have it called. Yeah. And yeah. for... If they're going to find players for being mad and tweeting and putting on Instagram and, you know, loudly talking about the fact that this is an issue, they need to take a hard look at what they're doing. Because if you're not fixing the problem, you are now the part of the problem, in my opinion. And the like, long term, players are going to start leaving the league again, because the officiating can't be trusted. And that's stupid. That's a dumb reason. Like that's fixable. Yeah. And that's something like I was thinking about it last night and it just made me really upset because it's happened in at least one to two games for every single team in the league. And when, if the league's expanding, your refereeing should be top notch. So, like, get it together. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, as a whole, every soccer fan, every football fan out there yeah. has has a special place in their <laughs> heart and soul of hatred for refs. Even if you are a ref yourself, yeah, uh, I think there's a little self-hate there. <laughs> yeah, and I have a friend who's actually a pro ref. She is 
we went to college together and I'm so proud of her because she's doing really well and she's not the one she has not made one of these calls that I have seen so far thank god because I would just be like what's wrong with you I will not say her name because I'm not trying to drag her like that because she's worked really really hard to get where she is and the thing is that the the pro ref organization needs more resources they need more training and they're not getting it for a ton of reasons and it's all just dumb we talked about it a little bit earlier this season and like their unions being weird and like it's a whole thing yeah but like your job is impacting the livelihood and well-being like physical well-being of other people take yeah, it into it's, consideration it's one, thing, it's one thing to make these really egregious or like stupid calls mm-hmm. when you know it's like oh how did you miss that handball and how did you not see or like in the case of the english premier league this you know past weekend i believe with uh I believe it was the Tottenham game, right? Like the the I think so, yeah. The yeah, complete yeah, yeah. just fuck up of of the <laughs> of the VAR of the system, and oh. the, yeah, and the whole yeah. like, breakdown of that is just like okay, look, that's one of the love hate things we have about this sport is that it's still very human. Mm-hmm. Nothing in this sport is actually cut and dry, but when those errors start to lead to when those errors are the potential causes for player injury or for ending someone's career because of like yeah yeah that that one um was it morgan oh the alex morgan where she got tripped the the most recent fine the one she got fined yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was yeah, morgan. yeah. yeah. that could have been bad like Oh, absolutely. A, that was a full-on, full-speed scissor to the to the ankle. It was flagrant. Yeah. Yeah. And nothing was called. VAR didn't do anything about it. Um, so If you're going to have VAR, then use it. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand. They're, I completely understand. In the heat of the moment, sometimes I'm yelling for VAR. Um, and then um, as the play resumes, and then I think about it, and I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, that's not a reviewable yeah. play. But... Still, like a reviewable play is something where it would have been a red card or it would have the problem is that yellow cards aren't reviewable like if it would have been a yellow that doesn't count if it if it would have been a red it should be but because that that also allows to like games getting out of control and getting way too chippy because last night was borderline yeah yeah so yeah I thought um, Becky was going to get a yellow, honestly, because she was pissed on the <laughs> sideline. And I was like, do it. Give her a card because this place will light up. Yeah. Like, you you really don't want to be a BMO right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, but man. with well, that said, let's get into the nitty gritty. And we got a lot to talk about and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, we've got a whole bunch more to talk about. <laughs> okay, so we're going to check out the standings now. Here's our little standing section. And... Oh, oh, we're in ninth place. So, you yeah. know, it is what it is. Okay. So we're in ninth place, but come along with me on my little crazy journey, journey. of all of this. <laughs> Your jungle um, cruise. <laughs> yes. My, my digital murder wall, my digital fidget spinner. Thank you, Allison Gale, again for this website. It's taken up way too much of my time but like in a half good way half like don't tell anybody else that i've spent that much time on it so oh, and thank you to uh somebody i don't remember their name but someone tagged us on twitter 
in response to Allison reposting this site. So, and was like, Casual FC talks about you all the time. Like, it's so cool. So I don't remember who it was, but thank you. <laughs> but when, when this thing comes out, we'll post it and we'll talk, we'll, we'll take her again. So essentially a lot of these numbers are going to be thrown out at you right now on this pod as an audio thing. It might be too many. And I apologize for going off the deep end, but I think <laughs> it kind of needs to be, um, I, you need to see, you need to see what I see. You, you need to see the, the absolute chaos. So yes, all of this will be recorded as best I can. Hopefully it explains it very well. It'll be posted on reels and TikTok, and you can see the video version of it, but here we go. We are no longer in control of our destiny. From the last episode we were talking about, we were completely in control of our destiny. We go undetweeted for those last three games, boom, in the playoffs, like butter. We would have been in like fourth, fifth place, but solid. Nothing could have derailed us, basically. Yep. This is where it gets to where I did have one scenario. It, it wasn't the ideal scenario. And I and I said, <laughs> Becky, if you were listening, don't, don't go the, down this route. Apparently, she didn't listen to maybe you know, she was busy. She was training. She didn't get to listen to the last episode, so it's all cool. But <laughs> we're not out of it yet. Nope. The big thing is that we just don't control our destiny again. So we are in the same boat that we were last year during this last like three two last game two, push three of, two weeks, yeah. yeah of of the NWSL where we're so close yet we need other things to happen. So in order to go through all of this, what we're looking at right now is the current standings of the NWSL. We're going from top to bottom, San Diego, Portland, Gotham, North Carolina, Washington, Rain, Orlando, Houston, us, Louisville, Chicago, and Kansas City. So currently, that's where we're at, okay? So we need, absolutely need these last six points. We need to win these last two matches. Mm -hmm. So we have Houston coming up, and we also have Portland coming up. Yep. We absolutely need to win, right, in order for any of this to even make any shred of sense or, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We lose one more, we tie one more, that's it. No you dice. Know? We'll be working on our retrospective uh, of the season episode after that. I and, just want to go to the playoffs. But we don't want to do that. We want to keep doing this. We want to do some playoff coverage. So here we go. So here's the breakdown, right? We're in ninth place. So if we go over to match the next match day, we see that eh, we've improved a little bit. If we win our game, we move up to eighth place. And all of this, we're still tied, folks, with the rain, you know, seventh and eighth. But on all of these results, essentially what I did is that I took the current standings and all the top seeds for this current standing won their match. So, you know, San Diego was in first. They played a, you know, they played the 10th team place, whatever. San Diego won and so on and so forth. And then, you know, we we win our matches that we need to win. So with all of that. We're in eighth place. We move up one. Mm, not ideal, but, you know, hold the faith. The main things that we need to come out from this is that Washington 
needs to win their match. Like I said, we're not in control of our own destiny anymore. So we need assistance from the rest of the field. And apparently some of these other teams didn't understand the assignment this last week. So (laughs) the results that happened did not help us in any way. So we need Washington to win or tie over the oil rain. We also need San Diego to win or tie over North Carolina. With that being said, we will be in eighth place, but that puts us in a really good position moving forward. And then, you know, some of you that have also been looking at these numbers like crazy, you ask yourself, what about Orlando? What about the Orlando match? Orlando and and Louisville doesn't really affect us in a way where it's gonna like give us a giant boost but if louisville does win it's just a little bit of icing and cake on the cake a little bit of a security blanket as we keep moving forward and now we move into the last game day which is going to be absolute bedlam it's going to be mayhem (laughs) it's going to be like exactly what you want on that last day So, if Washington and San Diego understood the assignment the week before, this weekend, and then going into that last match day, again, we need Washington to win or tie over North Carolina. Chicago needs to win or tie with the Oil Rain. And that, with our win over Portland, will put us in sixth place. We will barely make it into the play. (laughs) But we will make it in. And that bonus icing that I was talking about, if last place place Kansas City happens to win over Gotham, we actually get a little bump up to fifth place. Not really a huge thing in the whole, like, scheme of things, but, you know, it it might help. Yeah, absolutely. Moving that. And even if we scrape in... Kansas City scraped in last season and then made a freaking run for it. So why not us? That's the way I see it. Why not us? Exactly. So if Kansas City beats Gotham, that puts us into fifth place, like I said. And you know what? If all of these results hold out the way Mm -hmm. I am predicting with my digital fidget spinner magic ball here, if we end up in sixth... We can possibly play Washington in that first round. If we end up in fifth, we end up playing Orlando in the first round. So Ugh. either way, we don't get to play at home. So that that's a bummer. Right. We, we absolutely won't because we won't break a third or fourth positions. But we will at least be in the playoffs. And Becky can go undetweeted in five all the way to the championship. That's all I need. Yep. Why not us? Why and not then- us? Insert air horns. <laughs> yeah. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> so that was my craziness of a crazy wall digital thing. Thank you for coming along. If you skipped forward, I totally understand it. I would have skipped forward <laughs> too. And so with all of that, our next match has us traveling to Houston to face the dash at Shell Energy Stadium. Texas is always a tough place to play. The weather, Texas you know, Texas. Te- yeah, Texas I, is Texas. I mean, I think I've said it before. I don't have anything nice to say about Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah. So what, what are we looking the at? The bugs are big and that's just the start of it. <laughs> yeah. So this game, I mean, it goes without saying we need to win. We need to win by a lot, whatever. Like, yes, streaks, like I said earlier, they're meant to be broken. It happened. And honestly, if it had to happen, I'm glad it happened because now we start over and we push to the finish and we do it again. We go again. We get up. We do it again. This team has the grit. It has the guts and it has a desire to win. I bet you this whole week they are going to be working on like converting corners, converting every opportunity in the box because they were mad. Like I could tell it didn't help that Orlando's goalie had like the best game of their lives, but whatever. Yeah. So we go again, we look to win out. It can be done. I believe it can be done. And like I said, just, we absolutely need to win these last two and then we need to win every single one in the playoffs. So there you go. (laughs) Undetweeted in five. Yeah. So then I have an excuse to go down to San Diego and we can have another angel city takeover of snappy. That's all I want. That's all I want. This is actually Houston's last home game. So they're playing away for their final game. It is what they are calling the dash bash. Vanilla Ice is performing after the game with Tone Loke and Rob Bass. And that sounds like a great time. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest. It, it sounds like a great time. <laughs> I know. Um, side, side note about these kind of like throwback performers. The very first half marathon I ran was in Seattle. And it was part of the rock and roll series of, marath- of marathons, mm-hmm. half marathons. So they usually have a concert. They're, you know, there's music along the run, but there's always. Yeah, a, they have a, like a show. Yeah, post race concert. My friend actually just told me it's been our it's going to be our ten year anniversary next year from that run. So we're wow. looking for a fun run. We're probably going to do Vegas, but we went to uh, Seattle, and we had no clue. We weren't reading the emails. We were more more concerned about we're about to run thirteen miles, and we've never done this before. <laughs> and it wasn't until we landed and we were like there already, and then we were like checking in and looking at our our start times and all of that stuff that we mm-hmm. found out the performer was Sir Mix-a-Lot. No way. <laughs> and Sir Mix-a-Lot basically threw an end of run concert. Oh, that's dope. And, and Sir Mix-a-Lot is from Seattle. So Who it knew? just, it was, he was playing to the home crowd and, and it, it ended up being an awesome show. So I would say a vanilla ice tone look and Rob bass. That that's not a bad lineup. That just sounds great. Yeah, like <laughs> especially uh, for millennials of a certain age. Like, I hope Vanilla Ice brings out "Go Ninja, Go Ninja, Go." Like, give it to me in my veins. He has to. Um, he has to. Yeah, like it's the rules. <laughs> if you don't sing the Ninja Turtle song, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> but, anyways, so. When it comes to talking about Houston as a team, I'm going to kind of do things a little bit differently last time because there's been a lot of changes just over the last few weeks for them. Stuff's a little weird. The team's doing okay, but I don't really know what we're going to see from them because right after Labor Day, like two days later, so the 6th of September, they fired their head coach, Sam Lady. And there's like four games left at that point. Like what's, What's the point? And they they said he wasn't, it wasn't like he was fired for cause, like there was an issue. 
it was like the team is heading in a different direction or something like that. And it's like, okay, that's okay. Like that's weird. Exactly. Like your face was my reaction (laughs) when I was talking about it with Eva. We were both like, there's not even a month left in the season. Like, what's the point? Just finish out and then do all this in the off season. But okay. They've named Sarah Loden, who's assistant, she's an assistant coach already as their interim head coach for the rest of the season. And the weird thing is she was also the interim head coach last season when they fired their coach. It's, it's a whole thing. I don't know what's going on in Houston. Like I feel for the team in that sense, because like what's happening, just you've been the interim head coach twice in a season and a half. I was going to say that's, that's the part that, that sucks. Like I really don't wish that for, for Becky where, Where she goes from interim back to like assistant, like that that should not happen at this point. At this point, just give her the contract. Like it's oh for Becky, absolutely. Yeah, she she has definitely earned it, mm-hmm. like yeah. above and beyond. And yet, yeah, I've seen I've seen some banter online where they're like, "Well, let's see what she does with the playoffs," and it's like, no, 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 no. No, like we had to dig out of, of a deep, deep hole, and she has. Yeah, And this year is tighter than ever in the history of the NWSL. I, I, I but, mean, that, that, that um, NWSL tweet of like there mm-hmm. being 700 and some odd possibilities yeah. just for that last weekend mm-hmm. um, it's, and how it's it would wild. affect the table is crazy. Yeah. So then to add like a, a coaching change in the mix of that, like I think we were lucky in the sense that ours happened immediately in the middle of the season like it was a turning point a halfway point and we got a clean start versus you come in with four or five maybe i think it was four or five matches left like that's just weird um i'm wondering though if it has something to do with the team losing ebony salmon to aston villa and that deal was finalized on september 8th so it had to have been in the works which is so wild to me because Ebony Salmon, we talked about her on the last Dash episode. Yeah. Is stupid good. Like, well, it's the reason didn't... why she's in Aston Villa. Yeah, exactly. The reason why she was able to get to Aston Villa on a three year deal. So it's not like they just signed her for like the remainder of the season or something like that. They are like, oh no, come back home. Yeah. Come back home. We'll get you, we'll get you all straightened out. We got you. No worries. Because they didn't like, the dash didn't actually utilize her in any way that made sense. And she's not stupid. Yeah. Like if the English teams are like, Oh yeah, well you come here, you'll play, you'll do all that. Bye. Yeah. And go where you're, go where you're wanted, go where you're respected. Like Ebony Salmon was not treated as the caliber of player that she is in the NWSL. And it's weird. And I was just I was just talking to someone about kind of giving them a crash course in the NWSL and Angel City and then just how we've been doing. Um, mm-hmm. And he asked about Europe. And then I was like, you know, and a lot of NWSL eyes and I think still globally, NWSL is still a very top tier league. Oh, yeah. Are we Absolutely. the top tier league? No. It's starting to become like a... A no you know it's a gray area it's like we produce a lot of really good players we mm-hmm. have a very strong national team 
but that was that was really solidly true you know like a decade ago everybody's caught up to this point and you know what the, the english league doesn't have the the restrictions that we do right they don't have right. salary caps they don't have all these weird like rules that they get instated in, yeah. in the kind of american league and i completely understand why i had to also kind of caveat the like the, you know, there's a reason why the nwsl is being so cautious there has mm -hmm. been women's leagues that have formed become the professional league quote unquote right and then fail and it's not due to the lack of interest but it was mainly probably it was mainly due to the lack of like marketing and awareness of it like mm -hmm. they, as as we've shown in the last three years like it's just growing year after year after year and more yeah. people are going to you know and yes it's intimidating to come play at bmo because we have like an average of nineteen thousand fans and you know you go to new york and it's like six five, like five to six thousand but mm -hmm. they've been growing and it's i believe they yeah. hit like eight thousand at, at a game and it's one. also like when you look at red bull arena they're not in the city they're in new jersey yeah like which is which is i also i also appreciate the nod from gotham being the new jersey new york gotham yes um yeah they're like look let's not kid ourselves we play <laughs> in in new jersey yeah we play in new jersey but yeah it's it's just wild to me how much true investment, how, how far that goes in women's sports. And I could talk about this for hours across women's sports, different, different types of play. Like the, I, you know, the NWSL is currently negotiating their next media rights deal. And geez, I really, really just, hope just get it it's out a of good one. Sports. <laughs> like we need more national coverage there it it shouldn't be difficult to watch the games so i you know with That's the it. with the mls side i don't fault them for a putting it behind a paywall mm -hmm. behind apple but what i think they've done right and it's just the power of apple is the fact that it is stupid simple to watch yeah. it if you have um, apple tv you turn it on there it is yeah like, yeah, it, it's there. And the thing is that Apple TV is on a bunch of different devices now. So it doesn't mm -hmm. matter if you have an actual device, you have it on your smart TV. Um, and they also do a bunch of key, uh, key headline games um, per week that are free. And right. there are a couple of games that are being broadcast. What do they call it? Like vertically broadcast. And so it's on mm -hmm. on Fox Sports or something like that. But it right. will always be on Apple TV. It will never it, you'll There's never no come across and weird the thing that we do now, which is, oh, yeah, sorry, you can't watch it on Paramount because it's on CBS Sports. Oh, yeah, you need a completely <laughs> different package to watch CBS Sports. So it's yep. just. <laughs> yep. But anyway, with all that said, Houston is going to Houston and we're going to see what happens. And I don't know. We'll see. But I've got two angels to talk about and I'm excited about it. Because I like them both. Yes, I'm excited about these two. Yeah, so the first person I want to talk about is Kjo, Katie Johnson. She's from Monrovia. Um, I mentioned her a little bit earlier in the season. She is a forward, so if we're looking to score, Kjo has the experience to push the ball. She kind of plays forward and attacking midfielder, but she looks to score when the ball is in her vicinity. I actually think she would have been a fantastic sub. 
last, last night. <laughs> yeah, I think she would have been real great. Plus, she's a little bit taller, so that always helps. But she's played for the Mexican national team. For those who were at the game and saw the beautiful, beautiful Tifo that legitimately made me cry, um, Liz, one of the the folks who worked on it and helped design it, like she and I were tweeting back and forth today and I'm just so proud of her because all of that started with a little drawing she did for Cap and Vanessa Gilles and now it's turned into, oh, I get to help design TIFOs. <laughs> She's super artistic. Her art is adorable. Um, but yeah, super, the TIFO was beautiful in so many ways. Katie, Katie Johnson plays for the Mexican national team on and off. She hasn't been called up recently, so they may have moved on and kind of gone with a little bit of a younger lineup. But regardless, like she's had a bunch of caps for them. She's played in Chicago. She played on a couple different NWSL teams. And then last season she was with the wave, but they didn't renew her contract. They also didn't play her a lot. So too bad, so sad. We love Keijo and I hope she is going to be here for a while. The really cool mile marker for her was that her first cap with Angel City was her 100th NWSL cap. Oh, so like, I didn't know that. Yeah. So her coming on the pitch for Angel City, she hits a milestone that not a lot of people hit. It's obviously becoming a little bit easier because we have more teams and there's more games, but but being yeah. at 100, that means, you know, she was here for, she's been here for a while. And, she, you mm-hmm. know, and yeah, you're right. There was less games every year. There's progressively more and more games. So right. um, it really comes down to she's been here. Mm-hmm. She's a vet. Definitely. And then we talked about her earlier. Angelina Anderson, our backup keeper. You know what? I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna throw out it? the prediction and say that she's gonna have it for these last two games. She's gonna see out the season. Maybe it depends on how Didi's feeling, how her back is, because they do air quotes for back. I know, just a little <laughs> snarky little air quotes. She has had like a back injury, so it's like a thing. Yeah, it's a yeah. thing. Yeah. And as someone with a hip injury, from what year are we in? Like almost twenty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like 15 years ago that hurts um yeah nothing like medical retirement at 21 don't do it (laughs) but angie was a or she is a fantastic fantastic keeper she was freshman of the year at cal so for like for the pac-12 she was freshman of the year and she was also the same year named the best keeper of the pac-12 so if that like says anything to come in as a freshman when you're in the same conference as Stanford as UCLA as USC like powerhouse yeah soccer teams and you just come in and you're that good she's 6 feet tall so she's got to jump on defending and and making the goal smaller just by her wingspan alone and the presence she has in the goal but I really, really think we have a really bright future at Angel City with our goalkeeping union, our little little trio right now. Dan Ball, the head coach, has it's really the interesting. Last name. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> He's English, I believe, mm-hmm. but he is really, really big on development. I started following him on Twitter and Instagram 
before last season even started because of what I'm studying, what, you know, what I was studying for my master's and everything like that. And I was really interested in the psychology of being a keeper and he's very big on recruitment and development. And he's actually the one who found or not found, but who kind of flagged Angelina for the team to draft last season. He had an off season clinic with her and a few other keepers and basically was like, we got you. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's amazing. She's already made such a big impact. I know. Yeah. Coach Dan Ball. Woo. She's made a huge impact with the team already. She had a clean sheet in the Challenge Cup, a clean sheet in the regular season when Dee Dee was sick. And last night, honestly, I think that's an anomaly. That's one of those where it's like, you know what? You're going to get scored on, but it's you're, not going to happen that often. Yeah, you're going to get scored on. You're never going to have mm-hmm. like a, a, a perfect season with clean sheets. And yeah. that was a banger. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you... There's a difference between being scored on and being scored on by like, by like bangers, like just things yeah. that you can't possibly stop. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They they got that shot in the perfect spot between her and the the post, like yeah. where you can't. It almost looked when she went to to try to save it that she realized I have to be careful. Like, is it my head? Yeah. Or do I let the ball go in? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it was dangerously close like i look at the yeah. replay all the time and i was just like oh but then i think what also made i mean granted it was a straight up banger but also what makes it even look more impressive is that when you look at the social media vertical video of it you see the play build up kick and then you see the pan of the because like it could only take the snippet of the screen right at the time. so it seems like it's moving way faster than it is <laughs> it felt like it was 100 miles an hour the whole game felt like it was on fast forward but it it was a, it was a, it was a great shot. So, but everything else we've seen from Angelina, I think, has been solid and has been, you know, really great reasons to, to have her there. And yeah, she's smart. To, and to have her earn that spot, you know, I know Dee Dee mm-hmm. has been the kind of solid, the solid keeper for you know our short ACFC history, but you know they're not without issues and not without you know like you know her goal clearing is not that great or her but as a keeper she's pretty rock solid and to not have her there but have angelina kind of step in and be that that wall has been a great infill it's the one thing to have like a a star keeper and backups that are just okay it's another to have consistency consistency amongst your keepers like alana cook just got a red card the other day like over the weekend because the rain for whatever reason lost fallon like she's now playing overseas they're they're playing with their like backup backup keeper wait she's like full-on gone yeah she got tra- she she's left the team She's been traded. It's a whole thing. Everybody was wondering why Fallon didn't play in the match for Angel City. Or yeah, Angel and City. it's because there was stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wild. But Alana Cook basically got a red card. She was willing to get kicked out of the game and not play the next game because she knew their keeper wasn't ready, and she stopped play. And it's like. 
I don't feel like we need to worry about that as a fan when you've got Dee Dee, Angelina, and Brittany Eisenhower. Yeah. You know, Eisenhower hasn't had as many high-pressure starts or anything like that yet, and I don't know what's going on with that. But she's still really good. Like, it's not to say that she's not a solid keeper. Yeah, I want to say anytime we've seen the backup keepers come in, because mm-hmm. we've seen Eisenhower before. And yeah, we've seen her a couple a, times. It was, a, the, you know, I don't remember them being terrible performances. So, you know, there was nothing that stood out that was like, oh, I remember her playing, you know? Right. It wasn't one of those like, oh, geez. It was I, like, oh, okay. Like, I, that's yeah, different. I think as a keeper, right, a keeper gets a lot of the blame. But then mm-hmm. when you don't hear about them, it usually means they're doing really good. Yeah, like, exactly. So if you, if you kind of don't know who the keeper is or you haven't heard any giant highlights about the keeper, mm-hmm. then, you know, you're good. Then they're doing all right. And a lot of times, like, yes, you blame the keeper, but that's also your defense in your midfield who let the ball get that far. That's a whole different soapbox for me to get on and... We all know I just love defense. That's that's really what that is. If you have a strong defense, your keeper's job should be relatively easy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's my recap of the teams and what's going on. Um, so for for those that don't know, Katie oh, yes. Johnson is going to be number thirty three, mm-hmm. being the kind of forward attacking mid, and of course Angelina Anderson, keeper number nineteen. But you know you know where she is. Yeah, she's a really tall girl on the pitch in the in the rectangle like she's the (laughs) tall one (laughs) so history between the two teams is actually really interesting i hadn't realized this going into this episode even though we've talked about it before neither angel city or houston has won against each other we have three draws really okay i hadn't realized that either last season yeah last season and then we we tied at bmo and I think it's time for us to make a statement. Yes. This would be the this should, This I hope this is a statement win. And we just go in there and it's like, bing, 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 goal, goal, goal. Like we just, like I said, I want the little like siren alarm light that hockey has on their goals. Like when a, a puck crosses the, the threshold that goes off. I want that. I would just want a little fire alarm spinning around, making noise every time we score. <laughs> <laughs> the big giant foghorn. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? (laughs) All right. So that brings us up to the end of a pod. Next match is going to be Sunday, October 8th. Angel City is playing at the Houston Dash at Shell Energy Stadium. It's going to be at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And God damn it. (laughs) It's on CBS Sports again. So, yep. you know, go to your local bar and watch it because they will definitely have it. It'll be one of their <laughs> channels, not my, not one of my channels. So I'm going to have to figure something else out. Check out nwslsoccer.com if you're international. And if you are, thank you for listening. Let us know where you're listening from. And, of course, the way I'm probably going to be listening to it mm. will be on iHeartRadio. Get the app. It's going to be on your phone. I just found out it's going to be on your, it's on your TV, too. So you can watch, you can listen to the match from the iHeartRadio on your TV and just have a giant Angel City logo <laughs> splashed I mean, across the thing. It's not that there's bad. There's worse things. Yeah. And there's worse things to do. As we've always said, the announcers are great. But with all of that, follow us uh, on all the socials if you haven't yet on Instagram, Twitter, Threads, TikTok, all of that. Everything is going to be the same thing. Casual FC Pod. 
and hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcast place, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all those places. If you have a place that you do like and someone sent you a link to Apple and that's where you listen to it, but you want a podcaster or something else, um, check out casualfc.com and we have all the links, every single one that we are where our feed is going to. You can find it there. Absolutely. Don't forget to tell a friend about the show. We have continuously said that I hear, you know, we hear it brings good luck. Apparently not enough people said this before the last match, but we can make it right. Yeah. yeah, We can make it right before Sunday. Exactly. (laughs) Tell more, tell more friends about the pod. Yeah. Just throw it up on Instagram. Let people know you're listening. Um, the team needs all the all the good graces they can get right now. Um, if you're so inclined, we have merch at shop.casualfc.com. And who knows? We've got some ideas coming there's, down the pipeline. There's stuff brewing. Yeah, there's stuff brewing. So there'll be more more things. And I'm sure there's going to be so much more in the off season. <laughs> oh, yeah. But if you I, I, I like half to... envision it of like, OK, we need to be classy. We need to be casual FC. We need, you know, this pod. And then the other side of me is like, do you remember the East Bay catalog with all the like, oh, right? don't even get me started on how much I love the East Bay catalog. That's so sad. R.I.P. East Bay. Yes. When they I, we miss you. But um, all those all sneakerheads miss we will, you. <laughs> we will toe the fine line between um, classy podcast and East Bay catalog. Yes, we will find our happy medium. If you don't feel like buying merch right now, but you want to still support us. Feel free to buy us a coffee. You can check out the link in all of our social bios or go to buymeacoffee.com slash casualfcpod. With that said, thanks for listening. We'll see you on Sunday. Um, have fun, everyone. Have fun. See you back at BMO in two, three weeks? Two a weeks? week and a half? On the 15th. I don't know. On the That's 15th. Today. Last home game. 10 days. It'll be the crazy the crazy day. Yes. Yeah. See you guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye.